You're listening to 360 Degrees, the podcast from the University of Southampton's Alumni and Development Relations team with me, Emily Harrison. As this month is LGBT Plus History Month, our episode this month features alum Amy Ashenden, who works at the LGBT Plus charity for young people just like us. The chat with Amy was really interesting and it was so fascinating to get to hear about her work and how she found her way into the career that she has. So I hope you enjoy. My name is Amy Ashenden. Um, my pronouns are she, her. I studied French and Spanish at University of Southampton and I now work as Director of Comms and Media at Just Like Us. Is that something that you always wanted to do or did you kind of find your career path as you went? No, I definitely didn't know that I wanted to do that. Um, (laughs) I think I always wanted to do languages at uni. I mean, it was kind of a toss up actually between art and languages when I was thinking about uni. And I just thought languages would be a better like kind of skill to have, like long term for jobs and stuff like that. So I decided to um, study French and Spanish, obviously, which I really enjoyed. And I loved having a year abroad and everything. Um, And then when I was at uni, I started writing for student papers and getting interested in that sort of thing. I'm just always interested in stories, I think, and kind of being a bit nosy and curious and finding out stuff. Um, So, yeah, I ended up getting into media. And then when I left uni, I did a NCTJ course, which is basically like a, you know, kind of a bog standard media qualification I did that and then I started working as a journalist and now like kind of five years later I've moved into charity comms I didn't really know necessarily would happen but um, I'm really glad it's worked out that way yeah I mean I can definitely relate to being nosy and liking stories like doing doing (laughs) this with the podcast I love it so what can you give us an insight into kind of like what is your sort of day-to-day job like what is the kind of work that you're doing So as director of comms, um, I'm looking at things like strategy. What is our annual plan? Is comms on track to achieve what we need to do that we've set out in the year? It's also kind of much more um, granular stuff sometimes as well. So making sure that our social media content is performing well, um, making sure that our marketing email campaigns are prepped and ready to go out um, and that they're being effective reaching engaging people it's also working with the other teams at the charity to make sure that we're all kind of working collaboratively and cohesively when it comes to our brand voice that people have the resources they need to do comms things it's yeah it's a whole range of things really Um, and I guess that is kind of unique to working for a small organization and it's something that I really like that you have that much um, variety And for anyone that doesn't know, what is the work of the charity? Yeah, good question. Um, So Just Like Us is the LGBT plus young people's charity. Essentially, we work with schools across the UK to make them more LGBT plus inclusive and improve the lives of LGBT plus young people. So we do things like School Diversity Week every summer, which primary schools and secondary schools and colleges can all take part in. It's where we give out lots of free resources and everyone can kind of celebrate and get involved. We also just basically create resources for teachers to use to make their classrooms inclusive. We also run a programme called Pride Groups where some amazing schools have been setting up these like basically like lunchtime clubs for LGBT pupils and allies to come along. And, you know, it's just creating a safe place where they can meet and socialise and support each other or maybe just even talk about what they watched on telly last night and kind of, you know, 
make it easier for them to um, be in the school and they also work together to like make change so they might like organize a campaign or you know work to change their school's bullying policy so it's um, LGBT plus inclusive and we also do school talks as well so our young volunteers go into schools and talk about allyship and growing up LGBT plus. I think that's amazing because when I was at school there was none of that it just didn't Mm. exist I mean obviously there were people at school within the LGBTQ plus community but it just wasn't really talked about it that wasn't encouraged that there's that space to talk about it so I think that's amazing that that work that the charity is doing because you know I think it will make such a difference to people's experiences Mm. that it's it's not it's not a shame thing that you have to hide it's something that actually should be celebrated and you can come together and and talk with people and I really like that point you say like it doesn't actually even have to be about those issues you could talk about what's on tv it's just finding that group and that kind of community to connect with if you want to which I think is amazing have you had any like feedback from the students about how they've they've found that and how it's made a difference to them yeah we get brilliant feedback um and actually recently we've been into a couple of schools to do some filming and the pupils just say like amazing things about not only the opportunities they get from the school being more inclusive, but also like the teachers that are making this stuff happen. Because, you know, it's interesting you say like when, you know, when you're at school, there was not stuff like this. There's a massive misconception that schools these days are way more inclusive. And obviously, when I talk about these programs and say, oh, you know, we go in, we do school talks, we do X, Y, Z. It sounds great. It sounds like there's loads happening everywhere. But it's completely down to chance what school you go to. You know, if you happen to go to one of many, many schools that still does nothing on LGBT plus inclusion, you're much more likely to come away seeing bullying, seeing anti-LGBT plus language being used. You're much less likely to know that being LGBT plus is a positive thing, to know that other people exist like you. So there's like so much work to be done, basically, to bring other schools up to scratch And we recently did some research that found that actually one in five teachers in the UK say they're uncomfortable discussing LGBT plus topics with their pupils. Whether that uncomfortability is, you know, homophobia or transphobia or whether it's just that they feel completely lost. They don't feel they have the resources or they're still in the Section 28 mindset, which, you know, was like 18 years ago, but still is having a massive impact in schools. So for whatever reason it is, you know, there's really like a long way to go to make sure that no matter where in the UK you go to school, no matter what kind of school, uh, no matter how old you are, that you know that being LGBT plus is okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's a long way to go with that. I think that's really interesting, that stat you said about teachers. And I, and I think actually for a lot of them, it's not that they're homophobic and it's not that they're, you know, not wanting to talk about it necessarily. It's just not wanting to say the wrong things. You know, people think that they have to be absolute experts or that they have to be LGBT plus to actually do any of this work. And you really, really don't. You don't need to be an expert. Just having that kind of willingness to try and go, okay, let's try and make this lesson inclusive or let's stop taking stuff out of like history lessons and things. Mm. Um, That makes such a big difference to pupils. And, you know, young people forgiving. They can see that you're making an effort and they also appreciate that. It's not about like getting everything 100 percent right. It's just about being willing to make change. I mean, what are the, what age are the pupils that you're working with in the schools? So we provide resources for primary schools. So that's, you know, all ages, basically, as well as secondary schools and colleges. So all the way through all the way school, through. we believe that, yeah, there should be some kind of representation. 
obviously it's about making age appropriate. So if you're in primary school, that's looking at things like different types of families, which is now on the curriculum. So that's basically saying like, you know, some people have same sex parents, you might have lesbian mums, or you might have gay dads or whatever. You know, people forget that young people do have people in their families that are LGBT. They might have a trans sister, they might have, you know, a gay dad or whatever it is. So um, it's just about making that um, slightly more inclusive um, and just showing young people that they have different types of families. But yeah, definitely there's there's something for all ages, basically. Yeah, and I think it's it's that, that like you said, like people have experiences with families, like outside of the school, like at that age, you're so influenced by what's going on around you at home and, you know, the things that you hear at home and also your parents' views, like, when I came to university I was obviously you know just became so much more independent just with like even like politics for example like Mm. I come so I'm from Reading originally which is in the area where it's very conservative and I would never describe myself as a conservative I don't think I've ever been conservative but definitely when I went to university I started to have my eyes widened to so many more things that just weren't even talked about really at home and I think that's that's so important that then you know you're providing these resources in schools to give people who might not have things talked about at home a space and an opportunity to talk about it at school because you know that might be their their only outlet but hopefully you know they could take it home and feel confident that they can you know have conversations and and help educate people which I think Mm -hmm. is really important. Yeah I think often there's some fear around LGBT plus inclusion in schools and people often assume that if you just don't talk to kids about you know the fact that LGBT plus people and culture and history exist then they won't ever know it exists. Actually, what happens in reality, obviously, is that people only then hear negative things. And for LGBT plus young people, that gets internalised, you know, it brings shame. So there's all those sorts of things going on. Um, And actually, you know, it's worth just having the positive messaging. And just like us, um, research actually found that schools where uh, there is positive messaging about LGBT plus topics those schools are actually linked with pupils having better mental health. So we're talking about being less likely to have suicidal thoughts and feelings, less likely to have depression, feeling safer at school. Mm. And that is true, no matter whether the pupils are LGBT plus themselves or not. So when your school is LGBT plus inclusive, pupils are more likely to have better mental health. Whether they're LGBT plus or not doesn't really matter. It's just the fact that it's inclusive creates a better learning environment for people to go to each day. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you mentioned earlier about just things not being removed from the curriculum and actually like talking Mm. about things because there have been LGBTQ plus people throughout history. Like they haven't Mm. suddenly just started appearing, you know, recently. (laughs) Like exactly, you know, and and I think actually we lose so many amazing stories and people Mm. in our history by, by taking that out. And when I was in a previous job for LGBTQ plus history month, we did something where we asked people to put forward or nominate figures within uh, like throughout history. And we shared their stories like one a day. And it was amazing. Like I'd never heard of most of these people and they mm-hmm. were doing, you know, incredible things. And sometimes like not like particular activists, but just like, there were some really cool people like back in like the 1700s. There was a series a little while ago on BBC called Gentleman Jack, 
which was based on, uh, I mean, based on, obviously it's a drama, but it's about like a true story of uh, a woman who was a lesbian and she kept a diary. And it was, I think, like recently found, which was in like, I think 17, 1800s. And it's like, it got buried because it was like, well, no, that can't exist. But she was like very openly a lesbian, but like, Mm so it didn't it's not just happened and I think it's so amazing that we talk we talk about these stories and and realize because like say it will help the students when you know it's not removed but also just I think is cool to see so many different representations (laughs) of people and stories and it comes back to what you were saying earlier I just love stories and people and I think that you know there's some Mm. great stuff that we're missing out on yeah definitely you talked earlier about allyship, which I'd like to just come back to. What are some of the things that you would say to anybody listening in terms of being an ally? Like what makes a good ally? What does good allyship look like? Oh, that's, I feel like that's a big question. And I guess it's always, it, it depends on the context, doesn't it? Because there's kind of layers, like we have layers to our, um, who we are and our identities, you know, there's, yeah, intersectional layers to things. I guess if you're wanting to up your LGBT plus allyship, I think just start by taking an interest, you know, like read things, you know, whether it's news or first person pieces, you know, just get to know um, our stories and kind of what's going on for the community. Um, I think there's, you know, even just on Instagram, you can find loads of different stuff or just go and read books or online news you know podcasts (laughs) um there's all sorts of things documentaries about our history there's loads of stuff you can do but I think also just kind of reading stuff and absorbing things and recognizing that there's not kind of one voice the LGBT plus community is so like expansive and there's people who disagree with with each other within the community you know like there is in any community and so I think kind of knowing that not you know, whatever voice you come across won't be like the definitive answer. And I know that's kind of scary when you're kind of wanting to be more of an ally because it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, where do I start then? But I think just kind of listening to different voices and, you know, diversify your feeds on social media even. And yeah, I think that, you know, you often see different things on social or online, you know, like we need this petition filled out or fill in this consultation with a, you know a charities guide or whatever it may be um, and take an interest in LGBT plus charities like they really do need support so yeah there's there's loads of ways you could get started <laughs> yeah and I think like just as well having conversations like it comes back to the work that you're doing it's just, it's just like talking with friends like the other day we've got like a, a group chat with some friends and and one of them the other day just just put into group chat and she was like just wanted to ask and you know I felt, you know, like this is a safe space to ask what might be a stupid question. But what is queer? What does queer mean? And, and what are the difference with some of the other terms within the community? And so we were just sort of talking about like, what does it mean? And and just like helping educate each other, because sometimes I think you feel like if you ask a question, it might be the wrong one or you might offend somebody. But actually, I feel like most mm. of the time, if it's respectfully asked, people are more than happy to chat and and that's really useful but also recognizing in something that we were sort of talking about is like here's sort of one def accepted definition but it can mean different things to different people there's not really a set 
yeah definitely thing. especially with the word queer and you know like google is your friend you know there, there's so many like different articles and probably like videos podcasts all sorts on like the meaning of the word queer and what it means to different people yeah um, and I think like you know recognizing who you're asking those kind of questions to you know if it's like you know your whatsapp group with friends who are willing to like kind of chat about it and have an open discussion that's great um I think when it becomes challenging is when you have you know someone doesn't really know you and they're coming up to you and they're like okay well you're a lesbian I'm just gonna ask you about this you know it's like in the middle of the street (laughs) yeah what's appropriate Um, yeah of course and yeah like the resources are out there you know and it's good to ask questions I think sometimes people don't learn because they're scared and they worry about getting stuff wrong but yeah. yeah definitely are there any other parts of the training that goes on or the messages that you put out that you feel like you want to share with the people that are listening you think people should know about so we did a report this year just like us um called growing up lgbt plus and this was a big piece of independent research um, that we conducted with sybil they're like a student marketer researcher and basically we found um like i said you know that positive messaging about being lgbt plus in schools is really good for young people's mental health, whether they're LGBT plus or not. Um, But what we also did see is that LGBT plus school pupils are twice as likely to be bullied. Um, They're also on the whole twice as likely to struggle with depression, anxiety, panic attacks, a lot of mental health challenges. They also face way more tension on a daily basis at home. So that's things like arguments with family. They also are much less likely to feel that their family understands them well. So all these kind of things, we can see how they lead to LGBT plus young people being more likely to be homeless, for example, being more likely to be unhappy at school. Um, You know, they're much more likely to be bullied. They feel less safe. And what we also found was that if you're LGBT plus, but you're also black, you're also transgender and or you're disabled, you've got extra layers there that are going to bring you more challenges we're seeing in the research. Um, So you're more likely to struggle with mental health. Um, particularly if you're a black LGBT plus um, young person then you're going to feel way less safe at school that's what our research found and yeah it was sadly like very consistent some of the interesting things we saw were also around gender so um, bisexual girls and young lesbians actually are facing a lot of challenges as well as well as trans young people so yeah it was interesting to be able to look at the kind of range of experiences across the LGBT plus um, community because often I think identities are kind of lumped together and you kind of see actually there are huge kind of disparities like white LGBT plus young people are faring much better than black LGBT plus young people so all of those intersections um, need to be looked at but the good news is that we can see LGBT plus inclusion in schools has a really positive impact. Yeah I think it's that intersectionality of minority groups quote-unquote that is so difficult isn't it and actually for anybody listening that's interested in that for uh one of the previous podcast episodes for national coming out day we spoke to um some students and actually also a ex-member of staff from Southampton who is black and uh, lesbian and she talked about that experience which was really a great chat so if you're listening and you're interested and you want to hear more about stories then go and find that episode it's national coming out day 2020 find it on spotify wherever you're listening yeah so important and and i think that comes back to that allyship thing doesn't it of just 
being more aware of how that experience differs for Mm -hmm. different people are there any specific resources you'd recommend for where people should start or is it just find something that speaks to you and start I think so yeah I guess it depends like you know what's your kind of role what your connections like what is it you're trying to where is it you're trying to be an ally right so if you work in a school like get involved with just like us obviously you know we've got loads of resources you can sign up for school diversity week which is free uh you can book a school talk with us um there's loads of things you can get involved in if you're a parent you know you can ask your child's school what they're doing about lgbt plus inclusion so i guess it kind of depends you know like are you in a workplace can you ask about their policies can you be supportive you know are you at uni what can you do at uni you know can you do a fundraiser within your society doesn't have to be the LGBT plus society you know what sort of things can you do can you you know be doing something to support trans students on campus or whatever it is there's going to be a way you can help I think thank you so much again to Amy for coming on this month's podcast it was such a great chat hopefully you found the things we talked about interesting and helpful there are some links to some of the things that we talked about in the description for this episode so if you want to go check them out you can find them there Although this podcast is usually once a month, we are going to be publishing an additional bonus episode this month to commemorate the Day of Women and Girls in Science. So that will be coming out in a couple of weeks' time, so look out for that in your podcast apps or wherever you listen to this podcast. And hopefully you enjoy that chat with some more of our amazing alumni as well. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you for the next episode.